You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode. And this week I've got a full house really. Um, Donnie is here. Hello Donnie. Hello. Hello. No teaching for you today. No, not today. Not today. So there you go. The reason Donnie's not been on, everybody, is because he often does an online class and it clashes with the time we tend to record. So there you go. Uh, but no teaching for Donnie today. So he's here with us. And uh, Nick is here. Hello. 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 Good to be back, as always. And as always. Uh, yep. A rather a rather dull-looking, starting to get dark here in the UK. Yep, it's getting dark here, and uh, we had some torrential rain this morning, which flooded the uh, the junction near uh, near the bottom of my road, which always floods. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, I think we've been lucky we've missed that. It's not a flood flood, but it, it, it always floods there. Any any rain more than um, moderate, and a huge puddle yes. forms, filling the whole junction. Um, if it gets really bad, it does flood down there. The 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 um, there's a meadow um, the other side of the road, which has like the um, kiddies play park and and things on it. And the river runs around the outside of it. So if we have really heavy rain, that uh, I've seen that on several occasions where that meadow is actually like under a foot of water. Um, yeah. Last time, We've, uh, I like used to. That. Last time it was like that. There was a guy sailboarding on it. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I used to live in a, a um, not far from here, about uh, three miles away. Uh, I used to live uh, in a, on a dual carriageway, and it was the lowest part of this dual carriageway, and there were roads opposite that ran sort of directly down towards us. Um, quite, quite reasonably steep hills, and um, likewise, when, if we had really heavy rain, it would not only um, run down the roads uh, and, and congregate near our house, but it would also... Um, I think it, we, we had this like big grass verge in the middle and it, and it felt like it seeped through the grass verge <laughs> so that eventually um, the, the water would get higher and higher. And I think, I mean, I didn't remember it. My, my grandparents could remember and parents could remember it actually flooding the house. Um, but uh, it, it, it didn't happen in my lifetime. And um, what was what was most amusing was being a dual carriageway. Um, it, people did tend to drive down it reasonably quickly, even though it was just a 30 mile an hour road. Right. And uh, they'd come down and hit this bank of water. And, you know, literally sort of water would be thrown 20 or 30 feet into the, into the air. And uh, if they didn't keep going, <laughs> we'd end up pushing cars out of them. Yeah. So all they, all they start to aquaplane and go sideways. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that so that was uh, that was interesting. There was one occasion I remember vividly. It was a summer's day, and we had one of those summer storms. So I was wearing a you know a, a, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and I could I could see my car starting to float on the water. Ooh, so I thought, uh oh, I think I better oh. move the car. So I went <laughs> yeah. down, jumped it with an umbrella because it was still throwing it down. Sat in the car. I couldn't get the umbrella to come down. I could hear a car coming. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hello, I've got the car. I've got the umbrella down just in time for this tidal wave of water to pour itself all over me. <laughs> uh, and I, I happened to look back towards the house, and there was my mum and my sister and brother-in-law killing themselves laughing at me in the house. So yeah, I got a bit, I got a bit wet that day. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a, nothing to do with uh, that precisely, but I remember many years ago uh, taking. Uh, my stepdaughters to a theme park and they wanted to go on the log flume and uh, they were like, you know, get up the front, get up the front. I said, no, I'm not going up the front. You know, I don't want to get drenched. So I sat in the middle thinking I was being clever. Yeah. Well, what happened when the log flume hit the water is them in the bow, the water goes straight up in the air over the top of them and came down on me. (laughs) (laughs) So who had egg on their face that time? Yeah. There we go. Oh dear! There we are. I was um, I was once at a theme park with someone, and he took his towel on the on the uh, log flume. <laughs> really? So when he gets to the other end, he could draw himself off. Yeah, it worked really well. Ahem. Yes, and Jim is here. Yes, Jim, we haven't we haven't forgotten about you. I know I forgot about Nick last week, so no, I haven't forgotten about you, Jim. <laughs> Jim is here. Hello, Jim. Hello. Hello, right. I'm the sweet cheese now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good at home. Oh, hang on a minute, I'm in home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, as we were saying before the show, not much happened this week, really, did it? Nothing, I think Apple had some little short presentation, um, you know, not sure if there was anything of any content in there. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, well, let's start with that, shall we? The presentation itself. Blimey, they crammed that one in, didn't they? 48 minutes? Short yes, one. it was... Uh, they, they, rattled, they rattled through it. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, um, the once they talked about the uh, the M1 chip, which we'll come on to in a moment, I'm sure, um, yeah. all the rest was sort of related to that in some ways, wasn't it? So it's not surprising they rattled through the other stuff because uh, it was really a matter of saying, oh, look, there's an M1 in here as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it The was. specs were all the same. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was good, and um, I quite enjoy, I enjoyed it actually. I was quite quite excited by it. Um, I calmed down afterwards and became sensible again. <laughs> but I was quite excited by it. I thought it, you know um, it it looked cool. Yes, it was very um good. And then we had um was it Johnny the the new Johnny um the chip man. He's become oh, the yeah. new, he's become yeah. the new Johnny, hasn't he? We go over to the lab to talk to Johnny. <laughs> Um, somebody pointed out, um, on a podcast that I was listening to, and I can't remember which one it was now, unfortunately, but somebody pointed out that if you, um, watch that back where he's in the design lab or whatever it is, um, I think it's Craig, Craig's in the design lab and, uh, well, we know it's probably a real lab, but it's, you know, been set dressed, but um subtly there's a point where he he kind of turns around and the camera pans round and there's some sort of display cases on the back wall um and you can't really see what's in them but the shapes they make are very reminiscent of the drawing of the M1 chip only apple would do that wouldn't they yeah right oh, no, i didn't notice that i was no no, no i didn't notice it until somebody that. pointed it out <laughs> i actually went back and watched the whole because uh, it was only 45 minutes, I thought, you know, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing again, actually, because I'll, you know, in case I missed something. And, um, yeah, it's true. There's a bit where I think it's Craig is in the 
<clears throat> the design lab, I believe, and there's this thing. You can't see what's in these cases, but they're carefully arranged to make a shape like the M1 chip drawings with the clever. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, a little Easter egg for those of us who know that Apple were always up to their tricks somewhere along the line. Um, no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was you know, it was pretty snappy. Um, you know, most of the um most of the presenters seemed fairly, you know, confident and slick. We didn't uh, we didn't get the feeling we did in the one, last one that we were saying you know a, a parade of talking heads who all felt like they might have been you you're doing it learn these lines. Um. No, that's right. And I also thought that um, e even though they went into a fair amount of detail about the M M1 chip, I didn't feel that what they were telling us was unnecessary. You know, in in some of the past ones we've had quite a lot of detail, and you know, sort of lot, start to lose interest after a little while and say yeah okay get on with it yeah if you uh, whereas this one i felt that that they you know that, yeah we wanted to know about this new chip because this is what what it's all about uh but they didn't go into too much detail and they didn't spend too much time on it no that's that's right i i thought that was enough you know they um you know talked about it they had the pictures they were saying oh well, it's got this you know 16 core neural engine and a you know eight core cpu and an eight core gpu and um you know up to 16 uh, gig of ram um and you know concentrated on what the point of all the parts were without getting too technical because you know you start you start digging into stuff that most of us don't understand then it all just starts your eyes glaze over don't you you know <laughs> Yes, so, um, I mean, it's, no, it's no good telling us that it's 15 million teraflops because it really doesn't mean anything to the yes, vast majority of us. Exactly, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to most of us. Um, well, that kind of brings in, brings in the question of who are these, these keynotes, whether it's the virtual ones or the ones they used to do, who are they really for? Are they for, like, the general public or the tech people or the, the super high-end tech people or everyone in between? This I, felt, yeah, this felt a little bit like both to me. It was definitely, a, I mean, once we got into the um, the, la the latter part and they started talking about products, that was definitely sort of the, the marketing team. Yeah. I... And, uh, and and it was aimed at the at the, at the purchasers. But the, the technical stuff was also, I think, um, probably aimed at the geeks a little bit. Yeah. I, I think they, um, I think, I don't know about the older style ones, but I mean, the um, WWDC, the, the keynote there is has become i don't know what it you know used to be like before they started streaming it but that has become very much a, a, a kind of customer um oriented discussion of and and maybe geeks you know what what's coming um mm -hmm. and it yeah sure some of it is for the developers but they've got the rest of the you know the whole rest of the thing the state of the union and then all the workshops and, and all the rest which obviously are aimed at them I think the initial keynote is is aimed very much as a um, for the interested amateurs. Let's put it that way. Um, and, you know what and I've it, noticed is go ahead, Simon. No, no, go on. I've noticed, especially in this last one, they used to when they did their you know they did WWDC and they show you all the new features of iOS or the Mac system coming out, and then in the fall when they did the um, the new iPhone announcement or the new, they were about to release the new Mac OS, they would kind of repeat all of those new features and show them, show the new features again, kind of for the non WWDC audience. And they haven't been, they didn't do that this year. They kind of just say, oh, Mac, it's coming out. Here's a couple of things you can do, but they didn't like run down the top 10 features again. No, yeah. um, I, 
I think that they're becoming aware that people who are interested in that tend to follow WWDC keynotes now. Um, and I think I think their focus has changed a bit actually since they've gone wholly online. Um, they seem to be a bit more focused to me. Mm, and that's why yeah. we're getting that's why we're getting the shorter keynotes. Yes, they've become more focused because they can. Yes, because they can. Because they're not having to. Because they're not having to do these big meetings and big conferences and things. Um, they've just become a bit more focused in the actual keynotes themselves. Well, the, I... the other thing you get, you get the, the other possibility is because the, it's the, the low end uh, computers. You know, the Mac, the Mac, uh, MacBook Air, the, the Mac Mini, uh, it's possible, thirteen inch MacBook uh, Pro. Uh, they're not really aiming the the, the show at uh, the pros. Uh, that'll come with. You know, the updates to the iMac, the Mac Pro and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. 16-inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, so, that's true. I, yeah. I, I think I think you're right there. Um, I mean, a lot of people kind of said, you know, oh, we've got this MacBook Pro that's not really a MacBook Pro, a bit like the, the, um, the first MacBook Pro 13-inch that they did with the new keyboard on after the butterfly one. And that I think was limited to sixteen, wasn't it? And you know, and there were all these people. That's not really pro, but the 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 pro line, the MacBook Pro line, kind of as bifurcated anyway. Until you get two lower end ones with a, don't you, with two ports and a, a, a lesser chip, and then you get the higher end ones with a faster chip and four ports and so on. So I, I seriously, I seriously believe that they've got themselves so mixed up about what is pro and what isn't pro and what's called a pro and what isn't mm. <laughs> that it's all got so confused and it's the same with the uh, same with the um, iPad line as well i mean it, mm. <laughs> it's all become so confused that i don't think even apple knows what is pro and what isn't pro these no. days they might call them pro but well, there's a suggestion uh, <clears throat> there's a suggestion that um, when they do bring out the pro versions uh, you know they when they announce the um, iMac, uh, MacBook uh, Pro 16-inch, and the uh, Mac Pro, uh, that they might actually have a, an M2 chip for that, I and would, more powerful. I would be very surprised if this M1 chip um, goes into many other devices. Um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> there's going to be an M2 and an you know, and even an M3. Mm. Um, I mean, so the, the pro, pro machines might get a more powerful chip than what they, they have just now? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, to be honest, the I don't know the low end MacBook Pro. It's almost like that ought to be called just MacBook. You know, so you've got MacBook mm -hmm. Air, MacBook, MacBook Pro. Um, well, I, I thought it would have been a MacBook uh, thirteen inch that they brought out, but they, they named it the Pro. So yeah. Um, yeah. As I say, as I say, all this labelling is just confusing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and not only that. I mean, I've listened to one or two people uh, people talk about the the event, and uh, they're quite confused themselves about, you know, shall I buy an Air? Shall I buy a Pro? Shall I? Because they've got the same chip, and <laughs> everyone's got somewhat confused about what's yeah. what and more powerful than what that. And I mean, they've made some assumptions about fans and you know potential overclocking and things, and but. Uh, yeah, it's just a little bit confusing. Carry on. Right, go on. Um, well, I was just—I was just going to say um, there's a couple of things you've got to watch out for with the, the new M ones. Um, the the basic uh, MacBook Air 
um, has one core less um, GPU. Yes. It only has seven um, cores, yeah. Whereas the, the Dera one's got the eight, um, and I think that's the same with the, the other two. No, no I don't think so it is. It's only the, not... only the low-end MacBook Air that has it... one with seven cores. Right. Um, I think the others are all eight, eight, eight cores, you know. Yeah, um, okay. I mean... But the other thing is graphics, um, the, the memory chips. Um, you've no longer got separate memory, it's all in one chip now, so you need to pick the, me the amount of memory you want uh, before you... I mean, yeah, you I, thought that was I thought it was interesting uh, that Apple chose to do that. I mean, I suppose yeah. in some ways it's a logical step for them. Yeah. Because, you know, they've been putting on um, uh, chips that can't be changed anyway on the motherboards, so mm -hmm. why not include it? I can. I assume it just makes them even faster to access. So yeah, it's the only far, reason for doing all, it. It's basically part of the chip. Um, so I mean, I think it's logical that Apple have done it. I'm not sure it's the right thing to do, but I, mm. I think it's logical that Apple have done it. Yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, D Donnie knows because uh, when the event like finished and the store came back up, I said I'm going to buy one. I went to the store and it was like, oh, blimey, I'm torn. I'm torn. You know, MacBook Air. MacBook Pro, 300 quid difference. What am I getting for my 300 extra quid if I buy that? I'm getting the touch bar that I probably don't care about. I'm getting a fan, which will probably mean it can maintain, you know, maximum speed for longer than the air. It, it, you know, if you're crunching video or something. Um, again, not something that's likely to apply to me. Um, but I'm like, well, I've always basically had macbook pros for the last you know god knows how long but in the end i thought well if i go um if i go for the macbook air um the slight the the one that comes with like eight cores eight cores and i'll go 16 gig and uh ramp it up to 512 uh ssd and um that's 300 quid cheaper than the same spec for a pro so i'll buy the air and um obviously donnie and i were bouncing that backwards and forwards in the slack Right. Um, and uh, by the time I made my decision, which didn't take very long, um, and I laid my money down, um, the shipping date had slipped from the 17th of November to the 23rd slash 25th of November in about, I don't know, 10 uh -huh. minutes, something like that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. people were hammering on that site the minute it came back up, going, I want to buy one, I want to buy one. Um, Guy Searle, who swore blind. So, yeah, so we've talked about... So we've, we've talked about... <laughs> We yeah, talked about the Mac Pro and the Air, so those are two that they announced. But they also announced um, the a Mini. Mac Mini. They did, which kind of caught me by now, surprise. If you cast your mind back a number of months, I did suggest that they might do that because, yes. well, why wouldn't they? That's well, the indeed. test bench. And, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, I think so, Kenny... uh, the one for me there. I think a tick for me. Yeah, tick for you. <laughs> I I don't get much right. But then I guess. <laughs> The, the thing was, when we were discussing that, we were all going, which was going to be the first one? And, you know, yes, we, we could argue true. the toss backwards and forwards about. I don't think anybody expected them to launch three in one hit. Um, no, I was surprised that there were three, I must admit. I mean, the Mac Mini. Everyone else surprised? Well, I thought it would be a MacBook uh, Air and an iMac, but uh, there you go. I think they're waiting on the iMac to do a total redesign. I think yes. the, um, the Mini and the Air made the most sense because they're the consumer line. I didn't expect them to go jump into the Pro line yet. Right. But uh, the Mini and the Air, I think, made the most sense. Especially I'll since be the interested Mini to see 
I'm be interested to see a um, review where they compare the new M1 Mac, the Mac Mini against an iMac. I think, I'd, I think I'll be interested to see when they compare the Mac Mini against the Mac Pro because effectively, shouldn't they be the same? Should be the same, yeah. Because that they've got the same chip. I mean, I've always thought that the um, I, I've yet again heard it. So this is one of my gripes. Uh, I've yet again heard people saying, "Oh yeah, but everyone uses Mac Minis as a as a server or as a, a media machine." Well, yeah, they used to, but the last release of Mac Mini went from almost Mac Pro down to um, sorry, almost Mac, um, iMac Pro level down to sort of you know the, the, the very basics, and they covered all of that with the Mac Mini. So I don't think the Mac Mini is any longer this device that everyone slots into a server rack, necessarily. No, no, I just <clears throat> wish people would stop saying it. Yes, I don't. The Mac Mini's been underrated for quite some time. Uh, I've got a Mac Mini right in front of me right now that I'm yeah. talking yeah, to you through. Yeah, me too. I, I, just, I just think that the Mac Mini is uh, uh, equally as powerful as quite a lot of the, the other devices that they put out, particularly the laptops. Um, yeah. And uh, shouldn't be underestimated just because it's the cheaper end. I, I you think, are getting a really good little machine. I, I think what happened was, you know, when the Mac Mini was introduced, it, it had a, you know, an obvious purpose, which was to attract switches and yes. tinkerers and whatnot. Yep. And then it became an established line, and then it languished, kind of fell behind. Um, and they let it languish. So that was when people started using it to make media centers or, um, you know, racking them up to make yeah. servers. And then, you know, in the way Apple do, they suddenly sort of woke up and went, oh, we haven't done anything with the Mini in years. We'd better rev it. And once yeah. again, turned it into, a, you know, a, a pretty good Mac. Um, if you think back, they, they actually had a server version of it as they well. They did have a server They did. Version, they yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. But um, the fact is, if you... If you're looking for a, a new a Mac uh, for the first time and you don't need a portable Mac, but you don't want to spend as much as a uh, an iMac, then the Mac Mini is a really good buy. It is. It is, as long as you have a monitor and the keyboard. Uh, yes, and yes that's true. You yeah, you've got to have up. those things. Yeah, yeah but I mean, true. let's let's be honest. How many people would be looking to buy a Mac Mini who do not have a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse? And... Oh, they probably would, yes. Yeah. No, I mean... Well, I'm, I'm currently working on a, thir- a 2013 MacBook Pro, and if I have to replace it, you know, because it's seven, seven year old, um, my my option would, you know, with the, this new announcement, my option would probably go for a Mac Mini with a 4K uh, display. Yeah. Now, obviously, I need to buy a display, but I've got a keyboard and a mouse, so yeah. yeah. And I could I could I could use one of my my uh, one of my old, I've got an old um, 1080p uh, Sony TV. I could use as a monitor as a, as a step stopgap. Yeah. Um, but the style of the the Air now looks very promising. Um, the, the only question I had about the Air when they announced it there was, have they actually improved the display? They, they were talking about um, certain changes they've made to it, but they didn't actually mention well it was an upgraded screen or not. Um, um, it's, I, I couldn't work that out. It's Retina, so it's a full Retina screen. Um, is that, is that, was, it, was it that beforehand or was that changed? They only introduced the Retina screen with the MacBook Air 2020 Intel one, which they introduced at yeah, the start of the year. Yeah, very recent. And now it it's wasn't gone. as good as the MacBook Pro version. It was a dollar screen, I think. Uh, it's, it's 
a hundred nits less bright, which, mm. to be honest, I don't think most people would. My see. son has uses a MacBook Air, and it looks the screen looks fine to me, so I don't yeah. have any issue. Yeah. And uh, but what they have added to this uh, M1 model is the True Tone wide color gamut, which, right. it did, okay. which it didn't have before. So now, as far as I can tell, it has. To all intents and purposes, the same screen as the MacBook Pro, just a fraction and, and less bright. I, I noticed they skipped over the fact that it's still a 720p camera in both the oh, Air yeah, they, and the. <laughs> they're all the still on the 720p camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why they won't upgrade them, but there you go. There you go. Did you notice that the MacBook Pro 13-inch M1 has only got two? Uh, ports now well the the intel four. one it replaces only had two ports no it had four no no sure the higher the, no the higher the higher spec ones which are still available have four the the macbook sure. pro basic if you want or the one i say should really just be called the macbook only had two anyway so hmm. i'm sure i read it had four but anyway okay no i'm pretty sure it's the higher the higher spec ones had four um and the lower spec ones mm. had two I mean, a lot of people have said, oh, on the Mac Mini, you know, that's gone down from four Thunderbolt USB-C ports to two. But mm. um, I'm pretty sure that's a limitation of the M1 chip Thunderbolt controller. I suspect it only supports two. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? It is a pity. I think it is. Yeah, I've heard one or two people. I was on a forum arguing about this earlier in the week. And they said that, yeah, it, it is a limitation with the architecture they've got at the moment. Well, I think they've but it's got... a pity, isn't it? Really, because yeah. it, 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 uh, the Mac Mini is really one of those devices where you want plenty of uh, plenty of plugs on it. Mind you, it's got, <laughs> you know, at least they've. I mean, they've got HDMI, what uh, mini display? Oh no, the the two Thunderbolt USB Cs, uh, USB A, I think. But they've taken they've taken away the um, support of. Not that it would ever affect me in a million years, but they've taken away the ability to plug in an external GPU. Yes. Um, which is um, a limitation. It, but well, no doubt that Apple would say, oh, yeah, but we've dropped the price by $100. Yeah. Well, they've taken away the ability to use the GPU, but then they're saying that, you know, the GP, the eight core GPU in this is, you know, more than adequate. And I, I think. There are people griping about things like that, like they're griping even though you get 16 gig of RAM. I think those people who are saying that are not the it target be, it, for this. They're not the target for these initial no, no, consumer-facing Macs. And we also, yeah, we also don't know how 16 gigabytes of RAM is going to compare to six, on an M1 chip or compare to 16 gigabytes of RAM on an Intel chip. Because no. it could be night and day in performance based on whatever this chip, the new chip can do. So yes. even though... It's 16 gigabytes. It may be comparable to 32 gigabytes on an Intel machine. You don't. We don't know that. No, we don't. In some ways, though, it does feel like it does feel a little bit like they've taken a step back with the Mac Mini, um, for, because of those ports and hmm. uh, uh, on the back for a start. Um, and also, um, so I'm going to get on my other soapbox now. Um, we're still in the situation where Apple are charging silly money for extra memory and silly money for more storage. Just makes me a little bit angry. Yeah. Well, now you don't um, have a choice either. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you if you if you're happy to buy the six nine nine bottom one, you're saving a little bit of money. Um, even if you upgrade it to what I did with this one, I only discovered today that you'd still be saving money. So that's a good thing. Uh, but you're still spending quite a lot. So if you wanted to put um, buy the Mac Mini, the new Mac Mini with 16 gig of RAM 
and a terabyte hard drive, which is what I've got in this machine. Um, you'd pay twelve nine nine, and um, I just think that's too much. But having said that, I paid fourteen nine nine for this one, so it's at two hundred dollars, two hundred pounds cheaper than the equivalent uh, Mac Mini, uh, Intel Mac Mini. Mm. So it swings and roundabouts, really, isn't it? You're uh, if you if you if you're happy to buy an extra port, uh, an extra um, uh, what's the word I'm after? A hub. Uh, a hub. A hub. Yes, to carry all your extra ports that you need, then uh, it probably it's probably still a good buy. It's still overpriced in my opinion, but yeah, it's it, it's a good buy for Apple, and it's certainly cheaper than buying. Yeah, like uh, I assume it's cheaper than Mac Pro, is it? Um, I don't really know. Well, the the MacBook Pro. I haven't, I haven't compared those prices, so but I'm assuming it's cheaper. The MacBook Pro, I think, starts at twelve hundred. Um. Oh yes, that's going to push it push it up to about sixteen hundred, isn't it? Ish. Right. Well, I when I was looking, if you it like when that. I was looking, it was like okay, if I get the MacBook Pro and I go sixteen uh, five twelve, I think it was going to be seventeen hundred quid. If I went for the MacBook Air and went sixteen five twelve, right, yeah, it was fourteen hundred, um, and that was kind of the clincher for okay, me. It's a lot of difference for not for not a lot of difference, really, isn't it? Yes, it is <laughs> yes. at the minute. I mean, yeah, sure, you know, Craig was saying that the active cooling system, a.k.a. a fan, chaps, exactly the same fan and heat pipe that the other one had, um, you know, allows sustained top performance. But I don't do that sort of thing. You know, I'm not I'm not crunching 4K videos. A lot of us don't. Not going to, you know, not going to stress it out. Which one is it you're going for? MacBook Air. All right. Mm -hmm. I think in the next year or two, that's when we'll really start seeing the difference between the pro line and the basic line. This is, let's get it out there and a, kind of like a proof of concept. We can do it. This is how much faster it is. But within the next year yeah. or two, there might be like an M1 X chip for the pro line and a basic line version of it, kind of like they do with the um, yeah. the iPad chips. And, and, and um, the sky is going to be the limit now that they're not waiting for Intel to release something. And I think we're going to see not only the the more the difference between the lines i think we're also going to see a lot more mac releases like we used to see because they can just say okay we're ready let's let's do it let's get it out there let's get it out there let's get it out there yeah on their yeah. timeline not waiting for anything well I, I, you know i think they're going to be i'm not necessarily saying the m line is going to be yearly like the a line but in theory there's probably not much to stop them and then they can be going okay you know uh and i fully expect um particularly this macbook pro right i fully expect that to be a, almost a stopgap almost as if they've put that out so um because if they didn't people would be oh, well, there's no macbook pro um mm. and that you know come the i don't know m1x or you know m2 the next thing you're going to find is you're going to you know it'll be because don't forget like as the at the minute there's one m chip there is the m1 and that's all you've right. got if you go a couple of years down the line, say they've got an M1, an M2, an M3, and you can say, okay, um, in this range, you know, the low end is an M1, the higher end is an M2. You know, in the pro range, start at M2 and you go up to an M3, you know. Um, I suppose trying to see it from Apple's point of view, um, they had the A14 chip and the A14X and Z and whatever yeah. other letters they decided to put after it. Um, and what the, what they had to do is they had to make a decision about how much they needed to change so that they could get it out this year. Yeah. And um, and they will have made decisions like only having the two port 
they would have made decisions that it wasn't worth re-engineering that bit at this point. Yeah. Because because they, they didn't want to make that many changes to the A14 as it was. Well, let's, um, let, let's so. I mean, I know we're speculating here, but most people are saying this is almost certainly, you know, um, closely related to the A14. Now, yes. Um, yeah. I think like, they had to call it the M to say, okay, this is the Mac. It's not an iPad. Yeah. It's not an iPhone chip. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and that's, there's a whole load of things that go with that, that people won't necessarily expect the M chip to be revved every, you know, every September um, necessarily. Um, and I suspect, yeah, that the the, the, um, the Thunderbolt controller almost certainly is inherited because what the, you know, the iPad Pro has one USB-C port. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it only needs one controller. Now, one controller can support two ports. Um, I'm told on the Intel um, MacBook Pro that has four ports, it has four ports because it has two Thunderbolt controllers, one for each side of the machine. Right. So, yeah, I think you're right. They've gone, okay, how, how much effort would it be to add another, um, you know, another con- a Thunderbolt controller to this chip? Quite a lot. Yeah, and is it is it as important as getting it out else? the door? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Um, you know, and it's like we can get 16 gig of RAM on this chip, you know. Well, some people are going to bitch about that, but, yeah, will 16 gig be all right for your average consumer? Yes. Right, and we'll go. Yes, with more that. than enough, in fact. Yeah, yeah. almost certainly more well, than enough. It's also going to be. There's also no more 1.7 gigahertz or 1.3. It's M1. They don't say like any speeds of relations oh, to Intel. It's almost like um back when we had G3 and G4. They you never really it never compared and lined up to anything compact. Like it wasn't the same on the Intel side. So it, a lot remains to be seen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it was a bit weird that they chose to do. I mean, I must admit, I I agreed with everyone who said this. It's a bit weird that the graphs they decided to show were decided vague mm-hmm. and and didn't actually tell you anything very much, except this is going to be fast. Yeah, it's fast. They could have just shown one graph which says, yes, it's going to be fast. This this normal fast, this is how fast it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, our... our Last Intel machines were fast. This is ludicrously fast. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, well, the other cool thing fast. is these new machines can run can run iPad apps too. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, there are definitely going to be some iPad apps. I'm sure that will uh, definitely will definitely. map across very quickly, very easily. I yes, I, I think that's a that's a thing. Um, the other, yeah, they were they were a bit vague. By the way, the Geekbench scores. Um, show that uh, the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air have exactly the same M1, and they're both clocked at about 3.2 gigahertz. Right. Um, Which I know is quite Geek... fast, actually. Yes, it is quite fast. I mean, I'm sure that's probably the top speed. I'm sure it doesn't necessarily run at that speed all the time. Um, yeah. But again, trying to compare that to an Intel chip speed is is meaningless. You know, you're yes, that's true. You're comparing, yeah. you know, bananas and oranges. Um, Yes, so you can compare AMD to a certain extent with Intel yes. because they're basically trying to do the same thing. They, they might have running. different code to do it, but they're, but they're effectively trying to say it, do the same thing. Yes. But this is something completely different. Yeah. Yes, it's a totally different architecture running a completely different um, instruction set. So until we get On completely real completely different hardware. <laughs> yeah, and ge- you know, Geekbench isn't the be-all and end-all. It's a fairly crude number-crunching thing. Um, yes. 
you know, don't get me wrong, it's a handy, a, a fairly handy thing for just giving you a rough benchmark, I suppose. But until we start seeing real world tests, when we start seeing putting, you know, putting things on YouTube saying, here's my, I don't know, 2015 MacBook Pro, you know, with 32 gig of RAM, and I'm going to run this, um, you know, I'm going to export this 4K video from, I don't know, Final Cut X. Oh, and, you know, it's taken you know four minutes and now i'm going to do the same thing on my on my new macbook pro m1 and uh you know with 16 gig of ram and boom oh done it in a minute you know um yeah i mean for for the vast majority of people though it's it's you know oh oh, i want to do this oh that's pretty instantaneous um yes on the one it's instantaneous as well (laughs) yeah um so yeah, for the vast majority of, I, mean, I think we've talked about this before, haven't we? That you know that we're getting to a stage where we get stuff almost instantly. What more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> what more do you need? You know how how. Much... And it's only people who are really stressing machines that are you know that are having to wait. Yes. A good thing about the M1 chip and these devices is it's breathed life back into the Mac Mini and the, the the MacBook Air. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would have dis- dismissed them being underpowered and we're not, not up to the job. But I think this will uh, suddenly make the sales of these two devices really fly. Um, you know, if you can run high-end software on a Mac Mini or a, a MacBook Air, that's going to be a good deal for, for folk. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. A reasonable price computer that runs you know, performance software. I think we keep saying it. We've said it already. They need to the the lines need to be more distinct. The, I remember yeah, when the yeah. pro when the pro used to be a pro and it was like a thousand five hundred to a thousand dollars more. And mm-hmm. and if if you were gonna like me, if I was buying a new computer, I would look at the iMac or the the general line. I wouldn't even consider getting a pro. But these days, it's this. It's so close and so the price mm-hmm, isn't yeah. even that far off that it's like okay, well maybe I'll get a pro. I know. I've said this before. I know so many students that the their parents buy them the Pro because they think it's better, a better machine when they'd be fine with an Air or when the Mac regular MacBook was around, they'd be fine with the regular MacBook. But there's so there's so not a big distinction between price and and um, <clears throat> feature or uh, abilities that people tend to buy the Pro. Maybe Apple wants it that way and they want people to go Pro. But I think there needs to be a bigger yeah, distinction, yeah. almost like the um, the Mac Pro versus the iMac, that's a bigger distinction. They need, I think with this chip, then maybe they'll be able to do that with what's coming. But I think there needs to be that. This is definitely Pro. This is definitely, even with the iPad, with the Air and the Pro right now, I mean, you guys, I got, I bought the Air instead of another Pro because they're so close in yeah. features and mm. and the Pro just isn't that it Pro does, anymore. It does, yeah, it does make it a little bit uh, difficult, isn't it, for purchasers to to know what the best one to get is. Well, if you if you go back um, if you, if you go back to the days of the white uh, plastic MacBook, and you had the the uh, aluminium Pro uh, MacBooks, um, I I went I, I owned a white plastic one, and uh, the reason why I moved to the Pro was it was a better screen, more power, more ports. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. a it was a much better computer. Uh, whereas now, eh, there's not a lot of difference between the Air right. and the MacBook. The, the, the plastic yeah. one and the aluminum one, there was a big difference, and there was yeah. a big price difference too. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, well, I... well, we'll see. I mean, it seems to be that Apple are going in the direction of making things the lines blurred. I mean, as you said, they're doing it with the iPad anyway. 
But the, the other thing, but the, the other thing that Apple were doing was they were getting they were beginning to bring out too many things that were too similar. You know, like we're talking about that just now. Uh, but there was too many products that were too much like each other. You know, especially the iPads. Um, and that's that's the problem Apple fell into way back in the bad old days. Uh, so maybe they finally realised that they they were slipping back into their bad habits. Mm. I maybe. As I say, I I can see this MacBook Pro M1 being a stopgap machine, and mm, right. within a few months, you know, maybe six months, that will get bumped up to let's say an M1X, and mm-hmm. the Air will, you know, maybe stay on the M. Well, probably would stay on the M1 and t- until you know another iteration comes along, and they go, okay, we'll bump the Air to the M1X and the you know the Pro to the M2, but at the minute they don't have any other chips to differentiate them do they They can't they don't have a right i don't have a range of chips so i i think that's that's where this similarity is coming from and i think that will be fairly short-lived personally yeah you may be right um you may be right indeed so there we go it's the same going back to the ipad everyone expects the ipad pro to be more pro in march but it's also they should if it's almost like they should release the whole iPad line at once because yes. now you have six months in between the air and whatever. No one knows what's coming with the pro. There's a very distinct difference between $329 iPad and the iPad air. But right now the iPad air and the pros are almost yeah, except for like a LIDAR camera and a slightly different display, which honestly I have the air now and the display is fantastic. And I don't see any difference using my pencil on this air as they did on an older pro. So, um, they really perhaps they, ought to, to... perhaps they ought to call the iPad Mini the iPad, and then they could call all the others the iPad a little bit bigger. <laughs> but the, the problem with that is, one, is the Mini is better than the Mini is better than the basic iPad. Yeah, well, yes, uh, yeah, it is getting very confusing. Here's here's a suggestion uh, for next year's uh, iPad Pros: an iPad Pro with an M1 chip. I I don't think they would do that. No, I don't think they'll do that either. No, they want to I... make sure they want to. They keep saying we're not going to merge the two lines, and if they put an M1 chip in the iPad, there's that's more speculation that well maybe they are going to merge the two lines. And they have said they've made specific changes in the A14. Otherwise, why wouldn't they? Have... I don't think they've just renamed the A14 as the M1. They've made oh no no not code at all. changes that specifically to make specifically it specifically to the, the next right Pro will probably get like an A14X. The iPad Pro will be like A14 whatever Z or whatever they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still think we'll see it with an M1 chip. There we go. We'll see. <laughs> well, if they do put an M1 chip in there, I bet you they won't call it the M1. Right, <laughs> right. right. And you'll you be able to run uh, macOS software on it then. <laughs> <laughs> one of these right. days, one of these days, I'll be well, right. days, he says, well, now, one of these now days. that they're Apple Silicon, I don't think it'll be long before someone figure hacks an iPad Pro. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. Oh, yeah. no. Once, yeah, once, yeah. Um, once they're running very similar, um, you know, architecture, then. So, no. you think you think somebody will hack uh, an iPad Pro with, with to run Big Sur then? Quite possibly. Yeah. It'll, I think, within by the summer, someone mm. will have something. Yeah. Unless Apple had something built in to stop that happening. Well, the sort, maybe, the sort, maybe, maybe, but the sort of people who do that sort of thing usually manage to get around it, don't they? Um, yeah. So, uh, what else we got? Um, moving on a little bit from that, obviously, Big Sur has gone public. 
Um, yay. And yay. unlike unlike in previous years, when I've waited at least a year and a half before I upgrade, <laughs> upgraded, I upgraded yesterday, uh, the d- day before yesterday. Whenever the day after it, the day it came out, I couldn't. I kept getting errors when I tried to download. Yeah, well, it. I, there's I think a the story servers about were overloaded. That. The servers were overloaded. Um, there were other problems related to that um, with the whole oh, right. Apple system being kind of crushed. Um, not not quite sure why. Um, there were a whole load of outages. I message. Uh, you know. Oh right. Um, I've got a link here. Still, two links, I upgraded actually. it the next day, and it's it's fine. It seems to be running yes. everything that I want it to run. So that's good, and I've not had any problems so far. Um, you use yeah. a, a new machine, yeah. Yes, mine is a. a I bought it earlier this year. Uh, you, so, you, so, you're yeah. running, Simon, you're running. Um, you're running Big Sur on uh, 2013 MacBook yep. Pro. Yeah, same as you. You've same not had any problems there. No, yeah, not really. Okay. No problem. No problems at all. Um, I think it know, starts up a little bit quite quicker. It might be my imagination. No, I, had, I think when it rebooted. Yes. Yeah, when it rebooted, it seemed to start quicker than I was expecting it to. Yes, also, it'll improve mine because uh, I'm having a lot of spinning beach balls just now. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Hope no. so. Hope. Anyway, I say so far so good. I've obviously did a backup as you like a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, talking of which, Wait. obviously. Um, um, go, go on, Donny. I was going to say the one problem, as I told you guys, that we discovered this morning is. And I don't know why this is happening, and I don't know if anyone else is having this issue. My son's MacBook Air, I updated this Big Sur yesterday, and since then, he has not been able to access sites he's always been able to access. And um, I do have parental controls turned on there, but it's been like he can't. He had Google Classroom blocked this morning, and I had to add that to the always allow list, which I don't know if something weird is going on with parental controls or that changed in Big Sur, but sites that uh-huh. shouldn't be blocked are getting blocked all of a sudden. Hmm. That does sound like something's changed, doesn't it? I mean, Google Classroom—that's kind of weird. Yes. Well, yeah, you <laughs> you would hope it would let them through to there, really. Right. Yeah. And a guitar, like a guitar site that he goes to to find, you know, um, the notes to play on his guitar was blocked. I had to put that in always allowed. So I don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. Um, related to maybe something with our network, but if it was our network, it wouldn't work for me. So something weird's going on with the uh, parental controls. Mm. So there we go. Um, we'll well keep us up to date on that then. Um, obviously, yeah. yeah, a new rollout of anything. Sometimes things go a bit wonky. Um, obviously, this is my machine, so I don't have to worry about such things. Um, oh yeah, uh, obviously, Big Sur went public, and um, Rogue Amoeba uh, the day before um, made all of their updated all of their apps to be. Uh, what they call Big Sur initial compatibility, which means they can't guarantee they haven't got any bugs in them, but they work and they will run, which means uh, for the first time in months, I am podcasting without booting into Catalina off a very slow hard drive, which made my setup. Yeah, yeah, which made my setup a much more pleasant experience instead of, you know, (laughs) taking 45 minutes for all the apps to open and get going. It was kind of open the Mac Open, open audio hijack. Open um, Virago, you know, um, and we're ready to well, go. Such a relief. Yes, it <laughs> is a huge relief. I must admit. Um, of course, the the downside of having been on the betas was that I've actually had to uh, install Big Sur about three times in I don't know, four or five days <laughs> because oh, yeah. I 
Uh, well, yeah. I went from um, what was it beta? Were all, were all the betas the size? I mean, they're quite big download. Yes, they are. I mean, some of them are not quite as big as that, but um, they're big. They're big. They t they take a considerable time to download. But I had um, over the course of I think the last week, I I went from beta ten to release candidate one to release candidate two, and then um, well, obviously, um, and then today the another one showed up, which I'm assuming is the actual um, your big sir public release version which i expect expect is identical to release candidate 2 but you know machine wants to update so update i did um there we are um and i'll oh, talk to betas i'm now on 14.3 on my iphone so no oh, gosh <laughs> stayed in the i stayed in the same garden as you guys on ios for about a week <laughs> <laughs> now i'm on 14.3 beta 1 there we are Jolly um, good some other issues, apparently MFI hearing aid uh, static issues have been reported by iPhone 12 users. Um, that's people who use, you know, MFI hearing aids, which make, uh, you know, use of your iPhone. Um, some users have been complaining of static. Um, Apple has oh. said a fix will come in the next, uh, you know, first bug bug release. So probably when 14.3 comes out, unless they do a 14.2.1 or something. Um, now, this this one this one actually broke literally just as I was putting the show notes together. Apparently, Mac OS Big Sur update is bricking some older MacBook Pro models. Um, and they're, this is on Mac Rumors. And they're pointing the finger at the 2013 MacBook Pro Retina. And early 2014 MacBook Pro Retina. Um, so there you go. I don't know if that's oh. going to put you off a bit, um, Jim. Well, that's why I was asking you about. Uh, but I've not had one. any issues. But you know, that mm -hmm. doesn't mean just because I've not had any issues doesn't mean these mm -hmm. uh, reports of people having problems aren't real. There we go. I've got um, it downloaded, but uh, I haven't installed it yet. No, no. Um, and that's kind of it, really, for the for all the Apple stuff. I think. Um, Exciting though. Oh, it's very exciting. I'm so excited. Yeah, um, good, good fun. I won't be buy, I won't be buying any of them, not at the moment. But uh, but yeah, exciting. I can't afford to spend. So, I mean, as I say, I spent a lot at the beginning of the year, so I think I'm yeah. going to have to stay with this for a little while now. <laughs> well, there you know. Never mind. Let, let's face it. That just means that when you are ready to change over, you'll probably be getting an M2 or M1 or an M3 or, even or something. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, and if uh, if you're interested, the Apple VPs talk M1 Max, Rosetta 2 translation, and more in new interviews. Um, I think that was Craig and Jaws and uh, somebody else uh, have been giving interviews. Uh, the link I've got is to 9to5Mac, which will no doubt point you to uh, wherever you can find these interviews, which I've not listened to uh, yet. There we are. Um, I wonder how it'll work. I wonder how the Rosetta will work, because didn't it used to? I'm trying to cast my mind back to um, the changeover to Intel Max now. Did it used to load it, load it as a separate program, um, or did it? I can't it remember. Used to. It used. Didn't it used to translate no, the instructions on the fly? Yeah, I think you might be thinking of um, when OS 10 maybe came out and they ran it ran had to load OS 9 virtually. It, and uh, OS maybe. Yeah, yeah, you could maybe. run classic, which, which basically, if you had, a, you know, you had to run a, effectively a 
an OS nine virtual machine to run classic. All oh, right. No, I wasn't thinking of that. I was just I just seem to remember that I remember seeing Rosetta on my first Mac. Oh yeah, well and, the first Intel Macs um, had Rosetta. But I can't remember I can't remember whether it actually loaded Rosetta when you when you launched one that needed Rosetta or was no, it, it just no, in, in a, it was just it's it was just seamless, like a, yeah. It's just a thing in the background, like metal or whatever. It's just a um instruction translation layer that you uh, okay. And I, I was quite it, surprised that they said that some some of the stuff might run faster under the. I, I think that's under under the. I think that's based on the fact that these chips are, you know, as they say, three and a half, you know, two point eight to three point five times, times faster. faster. Yeah. That even with emulation, you 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 know you're probably still getting the equivalent of a faster chip. So. Um, that's cool. Mm, um. Right. What other things have we got here? Um, I'm not going to go into these in great depth, I don't think. Um, Amazon Ring video doorbells can catch fire, apparently, because they, if they're fitted with the incorrect screws, um, they can catch fire, apparently. Oh, dear. Um, it is the second generation, though, not the first. Is it? Right, okay. Um, Amazon, I believe, are issuing a voluntary recall, if you're... But that also includes sending out instructions on how to make sure it's fitted correctly. I don't know how the you know using the wrong screws can cause a problem, but apparently it can. So if you uh, apparently if you have a Ring doorbell V2 and you uh, are not sure that it's been installed correctly, oh, it's to do with the fact that if you, yeah if you use the wrong if you use sharper screw longer sharper screws, it can actually damage the battery pack. Oh, okay. Right. So you have to use the screws they provide, otherwise you might end up damaging your battery pack, which will yeah, you don't want to yeah. do that with a You don't know we do we do not want to damage <laughs> any, any battery, battery pack. We know what Particularly happens. Particularly not lithium ion ones. No, we know what happens when you so, poke a hole in a lithium ion cell. It sounds more like it's a bad design rather than the wrong screws. Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably why yeah. they're recalling them. Yeah. Well it's a voluntary it's a voluntary recall. Um which mm -hmm. means, you know, if you're happy that yours has been installed correctly, you don't need to do anything. Um, what else have we got? Uh, web inventor Tim Berners-Lee announces the first step in privacy for all with his Project Solid. Well, that's not true, is it? Because we've talked about Project Solid uh, on this show before. And um, oh, some time ago, a year or so ago, maybe. Um, and I have perhaps a solid... It, perhaps it's just saying... Yeah, perhaps it's just saying they're just starting to make real progress with it, i perhaps. think they are because you know um i have a, a solid account and i have what they call a pod um and i have absolutely no idea what to do with it or how to make any use of it whatsoever at the moment so i assume that these probably means they're going beyond the initial developer beta stage um unsurprising this one um according to the bbc popular app terms and conditions are longer than harry potter and um <laughs> <laughs> there's a thing here which i forget which which ones they which ones they called out um it says here the combined terms and conditions of 13 top apps which include tiktok whatsapp and zoom would take you 17 hours and five minutes to read um goodness gracious uh the documents contain a total yeah Although, you know, 13 apps. I mean, you could surely, if you, oh, we're not, we're not longer than Harry Potter. Add a couple more apps. Um, but yeah, there's nothing very surprising about that. I there think we there all... ought to be, um, to be a compunction um, uh, when they're writing terms and conditions that there's like a sort of almost like an executive summary at the top. Yes. 
Yes. Which basically says, you know, in selling language, what it all means. Yeah, TLDR. Then you, then you can put the main terms and conditions under that. Yeah, you know, call out points. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, that's right. Or bullet points or whatever. Yeah. You know, summary for normal people, you know. <laughs> yeah, you um, haven't got degrees. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> we're taking all your info and selling it, and you're agreeing to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's right. You give up all right to everything. Um. Ooh, what else? Uh, there's a new platypus attack which can extract data from Intel chips by monitoring their power draw, apparently. Macs are mostly safe from this, according to Apple Insider. Um, it's fairly technical, um, but it involves monitoring the... Uh, using the power draw of the, of the chip, um, and uh, so somehow, apparently, they can, from that, extrapolate data. Don't ask me how. If you Goodness care to gracious. read more, follow the, follow the links. Um, and Microsoft has started telling users that you should not use SMS multi-factor authentication, but should change to more secure methods, such as... We uh, knew that. ...an authenticator app or, you know... Actually, I'll, I'll say one thing for Microsoft. Um, they're much keener on supporting, you know, your FIDO uh, hardware authentication keys than Apple are. Oh, well, that's good. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see Apple be much more, you know, amenable to the use of a FIDO key than they... Oh, you know, are. Apple and their security, they don't like letting anyone anywhere near it. No. <laughs> Although all you're doing really is... I mean, and that's a good a... thing in some ways, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think it would hurt them to, uh, you know, accept the, you know, make using a FIDO key easier. Um Yes. Pixelmator Pro uh, 2.0, um, which is an all-new uh, app, M1 support, Big Sur support, and it will be free to existing users, apparently. Um, oh, very good. And will be coming, uh, I think they said the 19th, I can't remember now, um, link to both the Pixelmator site and um, an iMore piece on that. And Bartender 4, or Big Sur, um, is coming. Um, I believe it's currently in public beta, so you can go there. And at the moment, you can use it for free. Um, it will be a paid upgrade. Only works on Big Sur. Don't bother if you don't have Big Sur. Um, it will be a paid upgrade. I think it's $15. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're an existing user of Bartender um, 3, you can get a discounted upgrade. Yeah, if you're an existing uh, user, seven pound. you can get 50% off. And if you bought your uh, Bartender 3 uh, after April 2020, you can get an upgrade for free. There you go. Um, Bartender, of course, being a very popular uh, menu bar applet uh, manager, because I must admit the menu bar applets in Big Sur are getting even more rampant than they were before. Um, <laughs> I've got, what, one, Mine two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and then the date. So you know, they now reach all the way to the middle of my screen. So, you know, maybe I should invest in Bartender to get them under control. Yeah, I've got sixteen as well. Yeah. No, Bartender's good. I've had it for years. Mm. That's, that's my main search. You have to find applications and stuff. Just... Oh, can you do that in Bartender? I didn't know. Yeah, you can. It's just like, uh, what's, what's Apple's um, search thing called again? Spotlight. 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 It's just like Spotlight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I use uh, Alfred. Bet. Yep. Oh, sorry. Alfred. I'm thinking of Alfred. Yeah, Bartender is so, the thing that yes. allows you to. Yeah, it's a, oh. I, 
I've got bartender as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah the... Bartender is like sort of folding extra bars of icons and things. Yeah, I'm good. Stop. Allows you to collapse all those down into one icon, basically, yeah. if you wish. Last public service announcement. Um, you know, we talked about Mike Bombic and the uh, carbon copy cloner um, and the fact that there was a problem with bootable clones. Um, I'm not sure quite when he sent this out, either it was yesterday or maybe the day before. Mac OS Big Sur and carbon copy cloner. Um, bootable clones are back. In the final release of the Big Sur, um, Apple fixed uh, some of the problems with their ARS system, which were preventing um, Mike from making use of it in Carbon Copy Cloner. So, one step bootable clones from Carbon Copy Cloner are back. Uh, and if you oh, want that, if you good. want that, mm-hmm. you have to get the latest beta because Apple have literally only just fixed it at the last minute. Um, so you have to turn on show me betas in your carbon copy cloner update um, preferences and download the latest beta. And you will on Big Sur, you will have bootable clone making restored. There we go. So well done, Mike. Well done. Um, we're all glad we all can breathe a huge sigh of relief. Um, and I guess to some extent, thank you, Apple, for getting on the case. And there we are. There we are, chaps. I think that's about it, don't you? Right, chaps. I think we're done then, aren't we? Have we, have we, uh, mm-hmm. I think we are. I think we're yep. done. I think we've covered everything. So, uh, we'll, we'll do the, the wrap up piece then. So, um, Donnie, do you want to start? Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about something that you mentioned earlier in the show when we started. I do teach. Um, some online classes at a site called outschool.com. And um, it is actually worldwide. I've taught kids in England. I've taught kids in um, the Middle East. And um, it's worldwide. And I do a lot of Procreate classes. So if you have any kids interested in doing um, Procreate classes, um, I teach between mostly between the ages of 9 to 12, but sometimes classes 7 to 18. And um, it's a lot of fun. And I schedule them during my free time. So there'll be a link to that in the show notes, all the regular stuff, and um, R-T-T-E-A-C-H-R on Twitter. Excellent. Um, Nick? Yeah, uh, you can find me very occasionally on Twitter. I'm Spligosh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H, and occasionally over on uh, Bart's Let's Talk Apple too. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's your how's your church streaming thing coming? Are you actually doing any live streaming yet, or is that? Uh... Uh, well, we we almost got to the point where we were, <laughs> and then of course the second lockdown came, and we were told that we couldn't meet for worship and whatever. So uh, it uh, it's got delayed slightly, but I have tested it all, and it all works absolutely splendiferously, uh, including the um, the audio. If you remember, I went down and played with the audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried using, there was like an output on the, um, uh, you could send it directly from Ecamm uh, straight to the screens that we have at the front of the church. Uh, sadly, there was about a half a second delay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which would be very disconcerting for people in the church. Yes, uh, so did. we found a way of plugging it back into the sound system anyway. So, uh, so yeah, we're all ready. It's just a matter of uh, finding the right time when uh, we can all get together for the uh, for the next service. So, yeah, still still ongoing. Still enjoying doing it. Jolly good. Um, Jim? Uh, in the Slack group, uh, on Flickr as the SRPS Paint Shop, um, on Vimeo, but you'll find a link for that in the show notes. And if anyone's interested, we have uh, an Essential Apple uh, Flickr group. If you wish to join, go to the 
the site and you will find a way of contacting me and we'll let you know. And that's Very good. And of course, there's also a link to that in the show notes. Mm. Um, as you know, people, we have a Slack group, um, you know, link in the show notes. Do feel free to come along and join us in our madness. Um, it's not just the show in there. We have other various other things going on. The dark room where people put their, show their pictures off and, um, you know, crazy chat where people tell jokes and generally lark about. Um, more people always welcome. It's a pretty active Slack group, I have to say. And uh, you can find me on Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Um, all our stuff is over at theessentialapple.com. And uh, I think that's probably about it. Thank you to everybody who supports the show, financially or otherwise. As you know, retweeting or... Um, badgering your friends to give it a listen or whatever else is all helpful um anyone wants to do a review please do and uh i think that'll do so we're going to wrap it up and until next time we'll all say goodbye goodbye bye 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 stay safe wear a mask indeed you've been listening to the essential apple podcast and I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show uh, or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club podcast, the geekiest show ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. I don't know who you are, but I will find you. And when I do... You had better be listening to the Tech Fan Podcast, because if you're not, well, you may not live long enough to regret it. Remember, it's called the Tech Fan Podcast. Listen, and you won't regret it. Oh, no, I've already ranted. That, that was me ranting about the, the, the upgrade costs of, you know, an extra 8 gig of memory. Oh, for yes, yes, right, okay, yeah, 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 it's yeah. that stuff. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's been Apple forever, unfortunately, and I we all know that they gouge you, and now, of course, they, you've got no choice at all. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid not, but, uh, yeah, I'd like to see Apple do something about that at some point. I Certainly. mean, I, I thought they were going the right way when they... Um, because they dropped the price of the SSDs, didn't they, some time ago? They did, ago. yes. Um, but but they seem to have gone back to their old ways again. Naughty them. Well, it even, it even makes you wonder with a Mac Pro on Apple Silicon, will they have a will that chip allow memory to be upgraded, or will that have to be all on? Also, are they going to go backwards on oh, how the Mac knows? Pro will be upgradable? I'm, I'm, well, unless no, I would I would I would say not. See, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind so much if they actually gave what I see as a a reasonable spec to start with. Yeah. So if they if they said yeah um sixteen gig 
as standard and say 512 i think 512 is probably enough for most people mm-hmm. um then then i wouldn't mind so much but it's it's the they purposefully go down below what they know that the beginners will be okay with that with eight gig and um 256 but we all know that you run out of disk space <laughs> space is such an issue anymore because you can have an external or you can upload it to the cloud and there's other there's a ways around the disk yeah, space that's i think true maybe i'm just so. being old-fashioned it, it's quite possible it's my age you know <laughs> so, you, so you don't think they're making them uh low spec in the base model so that it forces you to buy the more expensive model then well no i think they are <laughs> absolutely yeah that's exactly what I why they're doing it <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I just, marketing. I just find it a little annoying. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I agree because the, um, you know, the base spec is eight two five six, and that's the spec I've got in this 2013 machine. So, you know, that's a long time ago. Well, I've got five twelve in mine, and I'm about uh, two three hundred gigs used up. I think I've got two hundred nodes left. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. What have they done to that? I've just emptied my bin, and and it's. It's got a really weird clonking sound there. Yeah, <laughs> sound. I, I quite like the scrunching sound. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah the cheese sounds. <laughs> I don't mind some of. I mean, I heard some of. I heard them on a program or or a Facebook post or something a little while ago, um, and I like some of the new ones. But the yeah, the bin sounds a little bit disappointing. Oh, the, the old bin sound sounded like people getting scrunched up. Yeah, which I quite yeah. liked. I quite liked that. Yeah. I thought that was quite. Clever. I think. I think they're saying. All right, Johnny's not here anymore. Let's have some fun. <laughs> we can do what we like. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, yes, that's I. I've got my bong. In a way, with Johnny being away, I was surprised that they kept the the old designs when they brought out the M1 chips. But yeah, I suppose, I suppose, I suppose it's. I suppose it saves money in, uh, in production course. Yeah. yeah, and they've got enough on the plates probably just doing the yeah. code changes and, and they, stuff. If they change the look of it now with still Intel machines being out there, it'll confuse the matter even more. Mm. I can't see them making major changes to anything, in all honesty. I, I think I, I think, think they feel they've they've arrived at the best form factor. I think it's mm. a pit because I mean I look at I look around. I mean some of the um I saw the um um surface go and although the review i i saw of it said okay it's not it's not particularly good because the screen's not brilliant and the it actually looked really nice i bet you colors are coming next year just like the iphones they'll have that navy blue and the oh the that'd navy be blue cool it's really nice i think but um i bet you they'll have more colors yeah well i mean i don't yeah i'd like to see them be try to be a little Look bit at what more the imac the original expected. imac had everything under the rainbow including um dalmatian spots so i think <laughs> oh, based on like, big, bigger, how much like they're changing the icons like we said have, like i said having more fun maybe they'll do that with the well i mean oh, um, maybe I mean, the iPod, the iPod Mini came in a selection of sort of colours, didn't it? Pink and blue and yellow and, and yes. green and yeah. I've got uh, a Bondi blue blue iMac in my spare room, and I've also got a beige uh, Mac as well. I can't remember what model Mac it is, but an ancient Mac. Yeah, uh, yeah. People, I just like to. You mean even though even though most people buy put their phone in, a, they're still buying the color they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not so fussed about the color. I, I just think that um, they could they could be. I mean, I know that they can't go very far with a with which what is effectively a sort of tablet shape. You can't really get away from that. 
um, right. it's always going to be that shape. But there are things they could do to make it look more interesting. I think you can get skins for uh, your devices. To oh yes, the look. yes, I know. Yeah. That was one of the that was the, one of the other things that really annoyed me this week. So when even as soon as I said it's only got two ports on the back of it, everyone was saying. Well, you can buy you can buy a hub for it. You can buy a hub. For it. And I was thinking to myself, hold on a minute though, you've just spent twelve hundred and ninety nine quid buying the thing, and then you've got to spend another fifty or sixty quid buying a a, a put like a port replicate. But that's Apple. That's Apple for you. Mm. Like I say, I, I'm pretty sure oh. that the um the limitation of two ports the pro, is the pro ones. to the M1 chip. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're right, and, and I, the, I, I think that um, they'll probably yeah. add them back in when when the uh, yeah, when they've got time to sort of uh, sit down and think about that. Yeah, I'm I hope sure they will anyway. Certainly for the you know for the will. for the sixteen inch and the higher spec ones, I'm pretty sure they will. Um, I don't particularly like USB C on the back of them. Actually, I mean, I, I've ended up because I haven't got that much USB C stuff. I've ended up having to buy adapters so so I can plug in you know standard USB USB two uh, sockets into them and. Um, it just means you've got an awful lot of stuff hanging out of the back of it. It's uh, I'm USB C is great for a small device, but I'm not sure it's the best thing to put on a on on a you know a a, a beefy well, desktop I, I, of some sort. <laughs> I must admit, having ordered my MacBook Air, um, I also took with it the Apple uh, USB C to USB A adapter, which That's was a good another, idea. Yeah. Which was another twenty quid. Um, then I went to Amazon and bought two more USB-C to A adapters for £7. <laughs> um, you know, if someone could invent something that... Um, so I'm going back, way back here. Uh, Acorn Electron. When I had my Acorn Electron, it had a floppy drive that you could get for it. But it was it became part of the... It plugged in at the back and it became part of the device. So you could pick up the um, Electron and the floppy drive would be firmly connected to the side of it. If someone would invent something like that, I'd really love that, so that you could have perhaps use up two ports on the back to make it solid, and uh, and and actually have I'm a be surprised so, if, um, effectively make it a bit wider, make it a bit wider, make it more iPod iPad size, <laughs> and uh, make it a bit wider, so that I could have a all the ports on the side there. That'd be cool. The dongle, <clears throat> the dongle I'm looking for is. Uh... A USB A to FireWire 800. Um, oh right, because I've got two ports, two FireWire ports in my MacBook, um, which I can't use. Uh, like to be able to use it for a USB, but can we get demo, the adapters for that? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have a look around because I've got some FireWire stuff lying around, uh, Jim. I might. Yeah, have I, I had FireWire 800 to to 400 or the reverse, whatever it was. Uh, that might be what I've got, actually. Yeah, it's, it's USB. Well, I'll certainly have a look. Yeah. Somebody must do it. Oh, how long ago was Firewire? Many years ago, the Firewire finish. Now, Firewire, that, that was a nice Here's chunky port. Yeah. There you go, Nick. This yeah, that was a nice chunky port, the Firewire one. He's sending me something. Um, apparently, there's one here. Um, ah, right. Sateki, oh, yeah. new hub and stand. Um it doesn't look like a firewire socket. Well, don't forget there's three different firewire sockets. At least there's three. There's firewire uh, 400. True. I'm thinking firewire. of the more squarish ones. 
800. 400 and 800. And yeah, but there's also... I'm That's true. Sure I had a thing I was looking it up the other day for some obscure reason. I had to look up the... Um, I had to look up the firewire. I was trying to track something down, find out what it was. I thought it was a firewire port, but it wasn't. Oh. Um, here, um, I'm going to put this in wire for you, Nick. And, so, so... Um, I'm going to put it in the show notes because um, that might be what you're looking for. Oh, well, that looks good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I think we've talked about this before, haven't we? And I thought... Actually, that doesn't look bad when I saw it the last time. Yeah, that that's not bad. Uh, that's the opposite. I mean, I was thinking of on the side, but that that's a good idea. Yep, is that, it raises that, it up a bit. Is that is that first one you put up, um, Simon? No, uh, uh, Donnie uh, put that one up. For that's the adapter. Into Eighty dollars though. Ooh. That, 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 that's, that, that looks like a firewire into a USB, whereas it's the other way around. I want to put a USB into a firewire. Yeah. Ah. I think, that's, I think that's the wrong way around. Uh, well, Donnie Donny found that for you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the reverse. Are we still recording? Yeah, yeah. Are we recording? Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm still recording here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we're, still, we're still recording. What? Don't worry, I can edit all this rambling. Um, okay. put, it, put it in the after show or something. Um. Yeah, I also bought a mag a MagSafe um, thing, so where you put a USB-C plug into your machine, and then um, there's a piece that goes on the end of your USB-C cable to make it back, you know, back into the old MagSafe. Um, how often I'll need to charge this new machine, I don't know, but my paranoia is such that it's like I'm not going without MagSafe. I'm getting a MagSafe adapter. Yeah, we. I, well, you know, I told you we had that. We have that too here. That works really good. Mm. Um, so we shall see. Um, I've also bought one of those super thin um, keyboard condoms because um, I've had one on this 2013 MacBook Pro since I got it, um, and it's really good. Um, it's a little bit weird for the first couple of days, but once you get used to it, and it stops all sorts of crumbs and grot going in your keyboard. Bye.